I was wondering what everyone's favorite Talking Heads album is, just off the top of your head. I have to remember what all their albums were called. <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah. I've only Hannah's listened to one. more of a Talking Heads fan, so I've mainly been exposed to them through her. I, yeah. I like I mean, the band, but I don't know the names of their albums off the top of my head. You can start naming out singles. I, I, Remain that's, in Light is That's the only really one I've good. heard. Okay. Which one? Remain in Light. It's a that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I like more songs about buildings and food, okay. um, and speaking in tongues. I feel like those are the two that I like listen to the most. Yeah, um, but I like their first album a lot too. I was gonna say speaking in tongues and remain in light are probably my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There are some good tracks on their first song. They they just don't have like a bad album to be honest. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Pretty good we band. need to do a Talking Heads album. Yeah. You could. I. This is an I would like to. Intimidating discography. That's the thing. That's that's my problem with like. It's actually not as like intimidating that. as you think. They actually don't have as many albums as you think they do. Yeah. They don't, but they're good. Yeah. Like and I think they have like five albums. What if we end up angering those that huge, massive Talking Heads f- internet fan base? You know, eh. I don't actually don't think that exists. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I they only know. have like seven or eight like full length albums, so it's actually not as intimidating as you think it is. Yeah. So you've heard the voices of Hannah and Zachary. Yep, we're here. The Talking Heads mm-hmm. experts of the podcast. That's right. And talking Heads. I'm James, and we're also joined by Patrick, or. DJ Patty Mac, as Patrick. everybody knows him by his close friends. Nobody knows him by that. <laughs> You're the only one that calls him that, but it's cute. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to discuss another album today. I guess so. Whose choice was it? That was me. D- DJ Mac, whatever. Yeah, we listened to an album that came out last year, 2020. And the album was by the artist Gia Margaret. And the title of the album is Mia Gargret. Gia Margaret. Mia Gargret. It is easy enough to stand still. The difficult... are switched i'm not sure if I that mean, is so actually her name though her what? name is mia oh is that right i'm 90 percent sure reading uh, about it it's a little bit confusing because she does use the name gia margaret as like her producer name uh-huh. but i believe her first name like her 
first name is Mia. Like, but her last name's not. I don't know what her last name is. Gartrick or Gartrick or whatever. I'm not sure. What's good is that I'm so confused because I could not remember which way it went. Yeah, which way it's supposed <laughs> And to now be. I'm even more confused. Yeah. I don't I don't know who's are you Hannah? Like what's going on here? <laughs> Patrick, why did you pick this? Um Why'd you uh, do it, man? To be completely honest, because I wanted to pick an album that I was already pretty familiar with, so I didn't have to spend too much time on it because it's a pretty busy week for us. And also it's relatively short. And it's also an album I like a lot and had considered picking before. So all good reasons. Yeah. So how did you come across this initially? To be honest, I don't remember. Um, it was only last year that I came across it. But had you? I feel like you had like heard her name before. Yeah, definitely. It was like an artist that I had heard. Whatever her name is, people talking about, um, just people like friends or other, you know, people that I follow on Instagram, talking about this artist for a while and. I think I saw the album art and it intrigued me and I checked it out. Didn't really know exactly what to expect, but I liked it a lot to give a little bit of background. You guys may have found this if you read about the album, but so her prior work is more singer songwritery, um, some acoustic, some more full band, but like, you know, quiet folksy type singing. And she had some sort of medical issue that, caused her to lose her voice um for a period of time and this album basically came out of that time period of her kind of just like she, i guess she was kind of wallowing in sort of not knowing what to do about that situation and started making synth loops at home and stuff just as like a way to pass the time and kind of an album emerged out of that and that's the album we listened to the grand scheme of a 10 song intro and one song album. Because there's one song with singing. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Let's edit that yeah. out. Yeah. No. Leave it in. You you have to. It shows your true colors. To, yeah. Everyone has to know you you can't stick the landing there. <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just thought like it was funny. Like. Is that actually her singing on that final track, though? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that can happen in ambient or instrumental music. You think everything's an intro, and the vocals just never come. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's my, my first first time listening. I was like, yeah, it's a long intro track, but I dig it. Just you really kidding. thought it was Again. one track? <laughs> no, I didn't. All right, Hannah, why don't you tell us a little quick bit about what you think the album sounds like? Yeah, so it's an ambient album. So there's lots of like quiet, drony synths. There's also some more like bouncy synths as well. Um, there's a good bit of piano. There's a little bit of guitar. Overall, the album is very quiet, calm, subdued, and there's one track with singing, and the singing is quiet and kind of breathy. I thought it was to save you, and when I'm alone, I think it is to save you. Spot on. Well done. 
Yeah. Who wants to get their take first? Uh, my take was pretty good. Should I list the bands now or later? Just listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Zach has, has seems to, but it's just I like tell, crap. Yeah. You can tell I don't have a lot of uh, tools at my disposal. That's pretty much the only move I have is to list bands. Um, for me, the the three main things is just uh, Helios, which I don't know if you guys have listened to that. Nope. No. Nope. Uh, a lot of sounds that I recognize here that maybe take influence. Maybe they are just happen to be similar from uh, Helios's Anya album. Anya. It's like a almost a meme album cover at this point. It looks like a. It's like two people holding hands, and it's almost like a cartoon. I, I think Patrick is nodding his head as if you may have seen that before. It sounds familiar. Yeah. It almost looks like anime style uh, art, but it's it's you can't see any faces or anything. It's just two hands being held. Anyway, I love that album art. Uh, the Caretaker. I don't know the guy's name, the caretaker's name, but he goes by the caretaker or she. And it has a lot of like piano heavy, ambient, white noise-ish music that I thought this was in that ballpark too, although not like really that similar. And then of course Eno, which we, I mean, we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. prior to the pod going live. That's how we got in the Talking Heads discussion. Yes, it is. I so I liked it. What about you, Zach? I also liked it. I think this album is definitely better with context. Um, I didn't really read that little blurb that was posted about why she made this album until a few days ago, which made me appreciate it a lot more going into it. Um, Especially she talks about dealing with like how upset she was that she couldn't sing and kind of a way to like channel her anxiety, Mm -hmm. Um, which is reflected in like that second song with Alan Watts. When there is nobody left for whom the body can be a burden, the body isn't a burden. But so long as you fight it, it is. Yeah. Which is an excerpt from the... Is that who that was? I thought, I just yeah. put, oh, it's the white guy from all the instrumental hip-hop songs. <laughs> it prob- he probably is. The 50-sounding white guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I did end up listening it's to, a, like... He's from the 70s, uh, really. Oh, is that, that what it is? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that probably is more accurate. Yeah, yeah. 70s. But, you know, like, DJ Shadow clips like that all over his stuff. Huh? Yeah, I don't know if that's really him, but he's he is referenced a lot in pretty much well, everything. That's interesting that you have from a name now. Type. I'm going to go, like, look up and see if I can find where all these samples are from now. Alan you Watts. Um, but I did so, listen to that some of that lecture he did on that today, um, which is really interesting. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. But, uh, so yeah, like overall. Social anxiety or something? It's about anxiety in general just about um i mean there's there's a lot but you know he talks about like being mindless in a good way you know like you don't think about most of the functions in your body like breathing and your heart beating but like when you have anxiety it makes you think about like talking or just like you know like moving your arms and that's kind of like you want your whole body and mind to be more like you know, like your automatic functions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a quick aside. Uh, check it out. It's pretty good. It's like under an hour. Um, so did you guys like that song? Did you like the the sample in that song? I think it's definitely... I guess the reason I brought it up is it's definitely relevant to why she made this album. Because that right. excerpt is about... Yeah. But yeah, it's it's cool. Like it's... The whole album itself is pretty varied. 
which I like, especially as someone who doesn't like super ambient music all the time. If yeah. it was like <laughs> 10 tracks of just like one of these styles, I think I would not like it. But the fact that it goes from one thing to another. That was a thing. Very short I, tracks too. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that's sure. why I do like it. I liked that there's a lot of instrumentation, different instrumentation mixed in, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Hannah? Um, yeah, so I love this album a lot too. I started listening to it around the time that Patrick did. Um, but yeah, I agree with Zach. Like, I do like kind of how varied it is. Um, I don't listen to a lot of ambient music, but I feel like if you wanted to like introduce someone to the genre, you could be like, oh, it's listen to this. It's just like really, a good yeah, entry like, point. It's like the it, Whitman sampler. It's they might really like not, end up like, not liking a lot of other ambient music. Because this, I guess it's just, like, a little more, like, pop than, like... It has form to it, you know? Yeah. Like it's not just mm-hmm. a anomalous piece after yeah. anomalous piece. One of the Bandcamp, like, you know, you can put your little one-sense review on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. One of them said that it was, like, a great ambient album, but it had good listenability. Yeah. Which is a decent Ooh, description, That's true. I think. That's a good way to put right. it, yeah. Um, I, I like that take, that it, it might be, like, a good sampling for someone who doesn't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you could Have be like, okay, yeah, it's kind of like this. And the like, if you really deep. like this, then like maybe you can go deeper into like yeah. some Eno shit. Yeah. No. Well, no, I like the chocolate covered cherry one. You must start with Here Come the Warm Jets. There is no other starting point. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> well, we'll each find <laughs> someone that hasn't listened to ambient music and take them on these separate journeys. Take them on a journey. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see who's more successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I like this album a lot. I've like recommended it to like my family members in the past. Um, everyone likes it. Um, it's it never feels like a like chore to put it on. Like you can just throw it on whenever. Um, a plus. A plus plus. Good listenability. A plus. Oh, there's Hannah with her eBay review of the <laughs> album of the fast week. shipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fast shipper would order from kid. Item as described. <laughs> yeah, so, obviously I like this album a lot, which is why I picked it. And kinda of already talked about that a bit, but um I like that it's ambient and calming, but I also feel like it's pretty emotional. Um it's not just like there's parts that are very there's kind of a range of emotions on it. Um there's some that are a little bit sadder, some that are happier. But yeah. It's not just like only just like going for some sort of blissed out calm yep. thing. Um, yeah. It's interesting in some interviews with her, she describes it as like, oh, this isn't a sad album. You know, the songs are like happy or more hopeful She's saying she kind of wrote them to like try to cheer herself up. Um, but I don't know. I agree with that on some of them, but some of these songs sound pretty dang sad to me. Um, well, it's like what yeah. we... Uh, I talked about the other day, you know, like emo songs are written in major keys a lot of times, but they can be pretty dang sad. And uh, I felt really similarly to you about that. Like, I feel like there is a lot of um, emotion that seems to come across. And like melancholy and nostalgia, I guess, Mm -hmm. were things I felt like I Mm -hmm. felt while I was listening to it, you know. There's a like an emo ambient project. I don't know. Maybe they're not emo. I always feel like I lumped them in with that. They're called Goliad, and I, I kind of felt similar 
similarly listening to this that I, than I did to that. So maybe if you'd like that feeling you get from this, Patrick, that might be something to check out. Goldie you know, it's new to me. You know, um, it's like, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, I agree with Patrick's take there. Kind of piggyback, kind of piggybacking on that. Um, I do like that. It seems like the album is like very much about something, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, I feel like sometimes. I mean, I'm not a big connoisseur of ambient music, but I feel like sometimes it feels like it's not. Even like when we were talking about like uh, you'll never get to heaven, you know. Like I feel like we touched on that. Like we weren't really sure like what it was about or like what the underlying theme was and i feel like that's not the case with this album so so what is it here because my guess is that it's like being comfortable in your own skin or something yeah i mean i mean i think just even just dealing with the whole you know it's almost just the dealing with like losing her voice you know is right. kind of like what it's just about like to me the isolation that she was feeling mm-hmm. and trying to find a sense of purpose or like a new way of understanding herself as a musician i mean it's kind of like it's very uh, what am i trying to say it's like it's obvious to me once you read this story that like the music relates to that if you didn't know the story you wouldn't necessarily say like oh yeah this is about like a musician that lost her voice but like i i feel like the feeling of that like someone like searching for some sort of like someone who feels like they're stuck and searching for a way to get unstuck is like a feeling that sort of a theme of the album that I think I would sort of identify with. Yeah. It, it feels like story per se. It's like uh, dealing with writer's block. It kind of mm-hmm. feels like it's kind of a similar thing of like, this is like a physical writer's block of like, mm-hmm. she can't. Right. Like she oh, physically can't. Yeah. Express like, this herself like, in this typical way. Exactly. And I think each track kind of does feel like here's another experiment with what mm-hmm. else I can do. You know, like, here's me playing piano. Here's me right. just jamming on a synth, you know? So, that, but yeah, it, it. I feel like that's kind of the theme. James got it wrong. Yeah. That was a great, I'm just kidding. great no, long-winded kidding. way I mean, of saying you're wrong. You, no, I mean, you were talking about self-acceptance, true too. James. Um, I mean, there's a bit of that. That's not unrelated to what we're talking about. And I think the last track, the only one with, like, sung lyrics is maybe more in that vein. Um, so it's I don't okay. think you're wrong necessarily. It's all right. It's all right. Everybody's wrong every once in a while, I guess. So let's hit some favorite tracks. Uh, the first track? Yeah. It's a good Apathy. one. Apathy. Apathy. Yep. I think it's just a really good intro. It has that kind of like cool, like underwater vibe to me. Yeah. It sounds like really the album like. cover. Yeah. I put that, I thought it was uh, cinematic sounding. Mm-hmm. Like I, I put, it sounded like it'd be in a David Fincher movie, but I don't know if that's the right director that I'm thinking of. You, are you thinking of David Lynch? <laughs> no, not, not quite. Okay. But, um, anyway, yeah, that was my, my feelings on that track. Like well, because when I heard it, I was like, this is more, you'll never get to heaven. Yeah. Mm. There was one track <laughs> that I thought was a little bit like Twin Peaksy, but we'll get to that. It was a different one. One of my favorites was No Sleep, No Dream. 
Do you guys like that? Oh, yeah, that was the real piano. Mm -hmm. Piano Mm -hmm. jam. Yeah, that was the one I was like, oh, this is the caretaker track or something like that. Um, Also, the last track. At the end, it was like. Listen. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought at the end it was like a simulation of a. What tinnitus sounds like when you're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's kind of in there just very lightly through the whole track, I feel like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, the what I liked about the piano tracks on this album is you can hear, like, it sounds like they're being recorded maybe from behind, and you can hear, like, the mallets, like, hitting... As well, like yeah. it sounds very percussive. Or the and pedals. I think even I the think pedals on, are getting um, depressed and stuff. Right. On three movements, mm-hmm. the one that's like just straight piano. I think it may actually be what people refer to as prepared piano, where they literally like lay things on the strings or have things touching the strings so to make it more percussive and like just oh, add okay. more strange like uh, sounds. Um, I did write for that one that like I thought it sounded like distorted or something. There, there is a little bit of distortion yeah. there that I kind of noticed Which I for really the first like, time. But yeah. like... So that was a thought I had in general about the album. Like, I, I like the way the pianos were recorded or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they sounded more processed than your general, just like clean, clear mm-hmm. piano performance or something, which I thought was yeah. a cool, creative thing to do. Yeah. Maybe I I'm really like that with three that. movements track. That was um, a me too. of mine. That was one of yeah. my favorites. Is really that the good. longest one on that? Yes. On that it's album? like four mm-hmm. minutes long. Yeah. And I like that it does distinctly have like three movements, you know, that you can like hear. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I like that a lot. So the, the track after that, Ash, did you guys mm-hmm. hear the Bonnie Vare melody, melody in there? There's a Bonnie Vare song called Hinnom, Texas. There's like a chord progression or melody it's doing that is, is similar. It's slowed down on this song. Oh, yeah. Actually, now that you say that, I was trying to think of what song that reminded me of. But yeah, that's totally the... I I tracked it down today. I was like, I'm going to figure out (laughs) what that is reminding me of. That's hilarious. Nice. That was another one of my favorite ones. Is that the Lynchian one you talked about? No. So the one that I wrote that for was Frizoya in China. Yeah, we can talk about that one a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. So I like that one a lot. So that's the one that kind of starts up with like the beeps and chirps and the mm-hmm. kind of like dial-up mm-hmm. sounds. Mm-hmm. 
that one and barely there. I thought they were like the spacey yes. songs of the album. Yeah, like I liked that this one just it seemed to like progress a lot throughout the track. Like there was just a lot to it. Um, and when it goes to the more like bassy part, that one I thought like the piano was like Twin Peaks sounding. I think Not my sure. favorites were Body, Barely There, and Three Movements. I, I like the tracks with talking in them, basically. In the mm-hmm. I, I like Body a lot. Like, I didn't say that earlier. I just asked y'all what y'all thought of the, the sample and all this. I, I yeah. really liked the whole track. It felt like it was the the lead single off of the album or something, if there was one. But I don't know. I don't know how the album was promoted or whatever. It is easy enough to stand still. The difficulty is to walk without touching the ground. Why do you feel so heavy? It isn't just a matter of gravitation and weight. It is that you feel that you are carrying your body around. We never really got into the, the discussion on the sample. You asked us like whether we liked it. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think Zach answered, but I feel like I like it. There's something about the... Um, it's Alan Watts is sort of like one of these people in like the 70s when like... Uh, people were discovering, people in Western countries were getting more interested in Eastern philosophy and Eastern religion, like Buddhism mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And, and he was one of these people like popularizing those sorts of ideas. And I'm sympathetic to those sorts of ideas. So I, I generally like it. I don't know. I feel like sometimes those sorts of like lectures and stuff, it can be, can veer into this like kind of sort of self help be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, like more or, or like first cliche my... things, but but in a way, but I, I like everything he's saying in there. I think it's good advice from what I, as far as I can tell. But uh... I guess I thought like my my first initial note on it was like, well, don't think too hard about what he's saying and just enjoy it. But then, I, like as the song goes on, I was like, yeah, it's it's a good, it, it's it's cool. I it con- converted me eventually, you know. And I just grew to like the song a lot. And his words. I couldn't like the song a lot in his words. <laughs> How does your head look to your eyes? Well, I tell you, it looks like what you see out in front of you. Because all that you see out in front of you is how you feel inside your head. Zach mentioned the, bare, the spoken word part in Barely There, which I like as well. Yeah. It's kind of just buried underneath the music. Do you ever feel like you're living your life, but you're also barely there? It seems a little more um, spontaneous than it probably actually was. And I kind of appreciate that, but um, maybe, you know, Maybe it's just a scripted little skit, but it does seem kind of off the cuff, just talking. Yeah, it does have that feel. In the other highlights, um, acoustic guitar comes out on lakes. Yep, Lakes was cool. It had the water sounds and then the guitar. Was there like a harp on that track as well? 
Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Not that I noticed, but possibly. Yeah, I could be wrong. And then, yeah, Ash had the clarinet, which I thought was really nice. Is that what that was? Yeah. If you look on Bandcamp, there's like a credit for whoever played clarinet. Um, gotcha. Someone else. And then that also has like the fire crackling. So this album has a lot of like field recordings, um, you know, that I guess she just kind of did like in and around her home. The fire crackling is, probably falls into that category. Mm. That's cool. Very, very cozy. Yeah. So we pretty much just named every track as like a good track. <laughs> we, skipped, we skipped a few, but <laughs> the other ones suck. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, Hannah t- briefly touched on the last track, but like, I, I did want to talk about just like, it. it's an amazing track in my opinion. And it's made more so by the fact that like you, you kind of sit with this ambient album for the first 10 tracks. And then there's like this hint of like another, of like, music with vocals again it, it's a very short track but it's like a huge payoff i feel like after mm-hmm. going through the the other tracks and just the bass playing and the bass tone on that yeah. song is just like it's like kind of so like the good. most like slappy song yeah <laughs> you know? like you'd be like the song slaps yeah so i like yeah. like that it's the last one you know Did I It's almost like, you know, it's like a, it's a hopeful ending for the album to like have this like hint of where she might be going next with, with her voice regained. Yep. I, I don't know say, if you guys, oh, sorry, go ahead, Zach. Every time, I, I like that song, but every time it played, I would have to open Spotify and make sure it wasn't auto-playing another album. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it's just like, make sure it didn't go beyond the, the scope of this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the first track, Apathy, I don't know if you guys like read this or noticed this, but that's there's like an excerpt from her vocal therapy exercises mm-hmm. is like what that's yeah. Oh, is that what that was? On Barely There, um, I like the kind of like percussion um, aspect. I don't know what it is like wood blocks or something maybe yeah, that sounds like some uh like 2008 era like rim clicking oh know, maybe it's rim toms, clicking but uh yeah i wasn't sure what it was what is that i don't know what that is Rim. Just people clicking, like clicking playing, on the rim of the drum. Like hitting their oh. drumsticks on the rim of a tom or something. Oh, I got you, got you, got you. Which seemed to be very popular in that era. Now I feel like it's viewed as a little bit of a cliche thing, but <laughs> I it's, like not it. too, it's not too over the top here. I, I do think it's cool, yeah. It's another thing you can do, but I feel like at that time, I literally like every band was like, every indie band was like Like I always, that makes me think that. of like Oh Brother or something yeah. doing yeah. that. I don't know. Like, that was, like, their heyday. 
I mean, maybe there's not some 2008 rim, quite. But. Some rim clicks on your first EP, so. Yeah, Boy. I doubt. I should go delete this. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Brandon. But I feel like, yeah. And bands would, like, come out, you know, like, on stage. Get, and, like, like, the extra player. Yeah, to... they would, like, the touring band, bands that were touring together would have, like, a song when they would come out and, like, the other bands would, like, bring a tom up on stage and just be, like, clicking the rim and, like, getting into, like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yep. And I would storm out when that would happen. No, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to that. That was a fun era. Man, yeah. I remember Handed seeing a, a band together. At, at Clicks that did that. Hey, good name for no a place intended. where someone, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, they named their whole establishment after this phenomenon. <laughs> what an okay. honor. Who were they? I think they were opening for Filter. It was you not saw a great filter band that was playing there. Yeah, there was a band that was like opening for them before them. In addition to the drummy, folky band that a girl that I was clicks. interested in at the time had put like on a mix CD for me or something. So we went and saw it, and it was all right. <laughs> it was not the best show. <laughs> Fuel. It was fuel, not filter. Fuel. That was fuel. who was playing. Oh, okay. Classic. Um, so I think the only song that we didn't mention by name at this point is Sad Ballad. It's mm-hmm. another piano mm-hmm. one. Um, I thought there was, there's kind of like a high-pitched synth that's like, it's not, doesn't go through the whole track, but it almost sounds like an organ or something. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if you guys noticed it. happens at the beginning and then it goes away and then it comes back i don't have a timestamp or anything it's not oh a, i hear it yeah it's just very a, quiet like, yeah it's just almost like, a, like sounds like a cat meowing yeah it's just like a very <laughs> small detail it reminded me of an organ i'm sure that's it's not what it is it's a great description just... pet we actually didn't name inwi oh yeah. right. does anyone yeah. know what that stands for because i don't i was about to ask if anybody had any ideas yeah i don't know it reminds me of like for what it's worth, but it's right. not that obviously. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And I was yeah. just about to say, I know what it's worth, but no starts with a K. Oh, so damn. Dang it. Uh, yeah. So that one to me was kind of one of the more like classic ambient tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's real drony and it's got the church bells. I yeah. Is it time for, uh, Patrick could paint us a Good picture. Job, or Mia or whatever your name is. Yeah. Let's talk album art. Um, album art fits this album extremely well. It is a picture. I assume this is her on the cover. I think it is. Um, That's what she looks like, but. Yeah, but the face is her face is not really visible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a person like laying in water or floating in water. They're kind of mostly submerged, and the way the picture is oriented, it's like their head and arms are like their arms are above their head, but they're like pointing down on the album cover. So it's kind of like they're upside down. What color is the t-shirt? The shirt is reddish orange. Not sure if it's red or orange, but one of those colors. 
and the water looks kind of greenish. It has a bit of a like uh, washed out color palette a little bit. I think it's a good album cover. No text on it. Yeah, it does fit the album for sure. When you guys first, uh, you know, inside baseball here, every time we pick a new album, Hannah updates the Telegram chat profile yes. photo with the album cover. When you first updated it, it made me think of the uh, Death to New Year's EP by The World is a Beautiful Place. But not that similar when you look at them side by side. It's just the colors, I guess, the orange and the water. Does anyone have any stray thoughts? I watched their audio tree earlier today, but it was from like 2018, so before this album came out. So they were mostly playing songs off of their, pre- or like they were only playing songs off their other album. But it was cool. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I would like to know like if she carries these songs forward, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like maybe playing them live or whatever. Mm-hmm. So is it I a think case? I read something. Go. I was going to add in response to that. I'm going to guess probably not because... I read in one interview where she said some of them, it's like she doesn't even really remember how to play them because they just. They're more like impromptu. Yeah. Mm. Came out more spontaneously. And she kind of said like when there's a song with vocals, she finds it easier to go back and remember what was like going with it because there's a Mm -hmm. vocal melody to kind of key off of. But with this more this sonic palette you know it's a little bit harder to figure out exactly yeah. how things were created sometimes Maybe so she'll just use it as some interludes just yeah. plug in her phone and <laughs> but yeah. it would be cool to see some of these performed mm-hmm. if possible yeah so is it Stardust a case of from where... chicago i don't know if you mentioned that no this, yeah i didn't it's this album like by far her best performing album you know what i mean mm, no i don't attention think so. wise and sales wise or whatever no all her top tracks are basically from other albums um but this is our most recent album and it it did get a lot of acclaim i think when it came out and i mean some of the songs are up there in her top tracks but like um i think just given its nature as a more ambient album it's not going to be like up there necessarily but sure um, sure especially given like maybe people that were drawn to her initially some will like this some might not yeah i guess it was just I'm wondering if like most of her new fans are expecting ambient works for the next release or something, you know. I think it cool. became some amalgamation of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's. I mean, it is very different from her other album, but it's like it's, it's still like sounds yeah. like her, you know. Like even though it's kind of like folksy, like I feel like it was kind of like ambient folksy. Like the, she did have some of these elements in there before. Cool. From what I've heard of it, I don't know her other album as well. Yeah, I've never listened some, to anything. There's some good songs on it. All new to me. Mm-hmm. So is it time for Zach to reveal what we're listening to next? I think so. It is time. Uh, so like I said, I wasn't entirely sure at the start of today what my pick was going to be. Because it was uh, it was also a little laid back and ambient, and I think I'm going to save it for later. So next week i did actually say i was gonna pick an atlanta band this band is from douglasville that counts so i guess yeah i guess it's close enough so we're gonna listen to you bless the martyr and kiss the child by norma jean all right oh i've never listened to this band yeah a lot of people like this band a lot but i haven't really ever checked them out so cool should be interesting so thank you for listening why don't you give that Norma Jean album a listen as well? Tell us your thoughts at clubclub at hardaudiocables.com. 
We appreciate you listening. Uh, follow Zach at the Cookie Monster Two Five Eight. Patrick and Hannah at I Wish I Could Skateboard. You can follow me at Hard Audio Cables. See you guys later. Bye.